This episode of News Dump is sponsored by Masterclass and by HelloFresh. A years-long saga has finally come to an end as Jussie Smollett was sentenced yesterday for faking a hate crime just over three years ago in January of 2019 in what appears to have been an attempt to raise his national profile and demand a higher wage for his role on Fox's Empire by making himself look like the victim of a horrendous act of racism and homophobia. Jussie Smollett enacted an elaborate but ultimately unsuccessful hoax involving two brothers who'd had previous financial and apparently in one scenario a romantic relationship with Smollett. Uh, there were immediate red flags as soon as the story hit national news and it wasn't long before the story fell apart. Uh, he'd hire the brothers to stage a hate crime. They'd purchased the materials for the crime on camera at a local hardware store all at the same time, which any criminal knows. You don't do it. You don't buy everything all at one place. Amateurs. Hmm. Duct tape, yeah. rope, red MAGA hats. Uh, yeah. Have a great day, guys. Uh, they also, during the attack, screamed, this is MAGA country in an area that is absolutely not MAGA country while wearing red hats. And to top it all off and just really sell it, Smollett put a rope around his neck for his police interview, even though hours had passed since the alleged assault. So the story blew up. It became the focus of potential police and government corruption in Chicago, resulting in a few top-level officials having to recuse themselves from the investigations after charges against Smollett were initially dropped. A few months after that, the city of Chicago sued Smollett for the costs of its investigation into the fake hate crime, with Smollett countersuing the city, claiming that they were responsible for his mass public ridicule and harm. Mm -hmm. This is where you done goofed, Jesse. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, Smollett was then indicted a second time just a few months after his countersuit in February of 2020, this time for six counts of felony disorderly conduct relating to the false reports with his trial beginning almost two years later in November of last year. All he had to do... Walk away. ...was walk away, pay some money... He had, like, keep quiet, a very up. short amount of community service and a fine, and it was like, we're done here. And then decided to counter sue the city, and, uh, well, you see where that gets you. So in December of last year, Smollett was officially found guilty on five of the six felony counts, with sentencing scheduled to take place at a later date. And that later date was Thursday of this week. In a pretty chaotic scene, which involved Smollett's grandmother begging the judge for leniency, and Smollett himself shouting out claims that he was going to be Epstein'd. Uh, the Cringe. Yeah, the sentencing was read out, and honestly, I mean, look, it definitely sucks for Jussie Smollett, but his reaction is a little over the top for what his terms actually are. Jussie will have to serve 150 days in prison and two and a half years of probation. After the sentence was handed down, Smollett repeatedly said, I am not suicidal, and if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. Uh, again, alluding to the fact that he's going to be killed in some sort of conspiracy cover-up where the state... Uh, government claims that he did it to himself, a la Jeffrey Epstein. Um, dude, it's it's 150 days. And look, obviously, the United States, it definitely goes overboard when it comes to incarceration for nonviolent crimes. But fucking Aunt Becky went to prison for a few months. She served her time and then bounced. Yeah. You got 150 days for five felonies. <laughs> You'll be done with this and it'll be behind you by Halloween. Then you can dress... Oh, however you want you, you and your friends however you want and uh yeah yeah it's so, just it's just odd it's like uh look 150 days is not nothing that it's a long time in prison but to to Im immediately claim that you're gonna get epstein yeah shut up yeah this, this guy's very narcissistic in everything that he does yeah kind of textbook narcissism looking at the whole saga of this um 
yeah, doesn't seem to have any remorse. In, in fact, still insists that his version of the events is exactly how it happened when it is abundantly clear that it's not. Yeah. No one fucking believes that anymore, Jesse. That was also the thing was with the trial uh, from November to December, he continued to parrot the false claims uh, and spoke for himself, which I'm sure his lawyers did not yeah. want him to do. It's like, buddy, we got you dead to rights. Just no, no, cooperate no. just a little bit I'm gonna and we can make this easy for I'm you. I'm going to take the stand. I want people to hear my side of the story. Oh, my God. And all of the jury was like, well, this guy's full of shit. He's lying because his story is, you can see Demonstrably it's, it's proven wrong. Transparently bullshit. Yeah. So, all right. Well, doesn't seem like he's going to really learn any lesson there, but uh, that's what happened. Yeah. But with that update out of the way, we now head back to the ongoing news out of Russia and Ukraine. Uh, in a preemptive strike against more companies halting operations in Russia due to their invasion of Ukraine, Russia has decided to outright ban Facebook and Instagram from their country, which, you know, no McDonald's, no soda, no gamers, no Facebook. Totally sucks from a personal freedom perspective. No beer and no TV makes Homer go crazy. Yeah. But taken entirely at face value without the cause behind the bans being a pointless and destructive war, we got to say, yeah, it sounds kind of nice. Yeah, no McDonald's, no soda, no Facebook uh, might actually have the opposite can finally get started on those projects they've been putting <laughs> off all this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it might end up having the opposite effect on people. But uh, so why is Russia banning Facebook and Instagram all of a sudden? Well, it's because they've labeled Meta an extremist organization for allowing users to make posts that call for violence against Putin and the Russians. Which, yeah, it's pretty wild that Facebook is allowing you to just uh, post death threats yeah, on the timeline. To be specific, uh, they're referring <laughs> to Russian soldiers, not citizens. Although, still, yeah, the broad term still uh, very, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, <laughs> it is referring to soldiers, not citizens. But it's very odd for a company to make a statement about whether publicly internally. And, and in this case, it seems to have been a temporary new standard for guidelines Internally. Yeah, this wasn't uh, a public statement that they meant. It was leaked, uh, made. It was leaked from emails. But it, it would like it's like Mark Zuckerberg going on like CNBC to be like, actually, as a matter of fact, you can post all the death threats that you want. But yeah, the death threat nozzle has been opened up. Let yeah. them out. I know you've been guys have been wanting to make death threats on Facebook for so long, and you've been unable to do it. Now you can do TOS. it as long as you do it against Putin or Russians. That's yeah, fucking wild. Anyway, mm -hmm. let's take a closer look at what's being reported about all this. Here's the Independent for more. Facebook and Instagram users in some countries will be allowed to call for violence against Russians and the death of Vladimir Putin, according to leaked emails. Meta, the social media platform's parent company, will temporarily change its hate speech policy for posts regarding the war in Ukraine for the countries involved and most neighboring European countries. Posts calling for the death of Mr. Putin or Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko will be allowed in a change to the company's rules on violence and incitement, according to a series of internal emails to its content moderators. Such posts will not be allowed if they include two suggestions that the threat is credible, such as the location and method or other targets, one email said. The email said calls for violence against Russians were acceptable when the post is clearly talking about the invasion of Ukraine. Which is, again, this is absolutely fucking wild. Like, I, I, I guess we get it, but reading this and reporting on it as a passing note in an ongoing war is once again, and sorry for the repeated use of this phrase, completely surreal. Facebook, a platform that is sadly ubiquitous when it comes to communication, is doing a thumbs up, thumbs down on violent speech on its platform. Yeah, as long as you, like, look, if you say, I'm going to kill Vladimir Putin in the dining room with the candelabra mm -hmm. at 6 p.m. Buddy, that's 
That's hate speech. You got to get that out of there. But if you just say, hey, I would love to kill Vladimir Putin, buddy, that's getting boosted on the timeline. Yeah. All your friends are going to see that post. Yeah, not just allowed, boosted for engagement. <laughs> Hey, as you're all aware by now, content moderation on Facebook is already just a nightmare for people acting in good faith and an opportunity for exploitation for those who are doing it with political and ideological motivations behind them. Which, so, as we've reported, uh, their Facebook moderation does attract a certain type of person. So, yeah, there's uh, never going to be a perfect amount of moderation. It's going to be a mess, and this is definitely going to get Facebook into some trouble, regardless of whether it's legally or morally acceptable during a war. Mm-hmm. For the time being, though, it looks like WhatsApp is not going to be shut down by Russian authorities, despite being a subsidiary of Meta. And the Russian government's reasoning behind this is that WhatsApp is a means of communication, not posting information, which, okay. Yeah. As for Meta's public response to these temporary guidelines going public, a rep for the company said the following to The Independent in a statement. In light of the ongoing invasion of Ukraine, we made a temporary exception for those affected by war to express sentiments towards invading armed forces such as death to the Russian invaders. For the time being, we are making a narrow exception for praise of the Azov Regiment oh, strictly boy. in the context of defending Ukraine. Listen, they might be Nazis, but there are Nazis. <laughs> or in their role as part of the Ukraine National Guard. I love them not for the Nazi shit, just love them because they're killing the Russians, who it's good to kill. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and we're only pulling back the regulations very oh, temporarily because we're aware of the neo-Nazi uh, uh, connections. Um, yeah. But it's cool if it's against Russia, oh my God. but only temporarily. Yeah. Uh, it continues, but we are continuing to ban all hate speech, hate symbolism, praise of violence, generic praise, support, or representation of the Azov Regiment, and any other content that violates our community standards. I mean, that's still higher standards than uh, most news outlets in the West who are just like, oh, look at this Ukrainian soldier uh, found this, this cute little kitty, and he's letting the kids pet the kitty. It's like fucking giant Azov patch on the arm, fucking Nazi black sun patch. Like, do you guys not know what fucking symbols mean? Like, at this point, you... It, you can't just be making uh, a, a goof. There's got to be other pictures you can use, for God's sake. Um, but yes, this is has all of the potential and probably will be an absolute mess. Yeah. Um, though, yes, it is ironic that the current hellscape that we all experience through social media is due in large part to Russian misinformation and incitement campaigns, while at the same time, Russian just goes ahead and bans Facebook for extreme ex- extremist content and essentially weaponizing information. Uh, it is, the irony hurts. It's, it hurts my brain. And all I can say is we, we live in hell. We do. Yeah. And before we get off the topic of Russia, on Tech's News Day this week, we spoke about the companies that are continuing to cut ties with the country, making it impossible for for the Russian people to enjoy things like the Big Mac or Adidas tracksuits. Mm-hmm. But we briefly mentioned a way that Putin and the Russian government could fight back against this by essentially removing trademark laws and just allowing counterfeit versions of popular products to flow uninterrupted. Well, here's the Washington Post with more on that. Yeah. Russia has effectively legalized patent theft from anyone affiliated with countries unfriendly to it, declaring that unauthorized use will not be compensated. The decree issued this week illustrates the economic war waged around Russia's invasion of Ukraine as the West levies sanctions and pulls away from Russia's huge oil and gas industry. Russian officials have also raised the possibility of lifting restrictions on some trademarks, according to state media, which could allow continued use of brands such as McDonald's that are withdrawing from Russia in droves. These moves will, of course, have no effect on the massive amount of income the country is losing on exports, and the list of items that's, uh, that are being banned from Russia to the U.S. continues to grow. Uh, earlier this week, we spoke about the oil and natural gas ban that was put in place, 
And on Friday of this week, President Joe Brandon announced even more import bans related to Russia. This one's a doozy. He's added seafood, diamonds, and vodka. No more Russian vodka. Well, no one was drinking that vodka anyway. They were pouring it out. Yeah, 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 they were. Making a big uh, scene with it. Also, a, a How overwhelming... How fish were we bringing in from Russia? Well... It seems kind of far. I mean, even recently we've covered just the abnormal way that uh, shipping happens. Oh, does, does that include caviar? Mm, maybe. Wow. But the vodka is going to be a big thing, although an overwhelming amount of vodka in America is not produced we in Russia. We were only importing a tiny amount of Russian vodka. And if you want to be a proud American, you go get Tito's crafted in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, seafood, diamonds, vodka, all added to a ever-growing list of banned goods. Uh, but we also have a lot more news for you that isn't related to Russia or Ukraine in just a second, we promise. But uh, first, it's time to thank today's sponsors for making this show possible, starting with Masterclass. Masterclass gives you the extra knowledge and motivation that you need to take your craft, whatever it may be, to the next level. That's where Masterclass shines, because you're getting information from literally the best people in the business from a variety of fields like cooking, music, film, animation, business, tech, and plenty more. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn the art of DJing and music creation from Questlove, improve your cooking skills from Gordon Ramsay, or learn game design and theory from Will Wright. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. And uh, recently, uh, they've been, they add new stuff all the time. One of the coolest ones that I saw on there recently is... Uh, Ken Burns does a course on documentary filmmaking. Oh, wow. So if you want to learn documentary filmmaking from literally the best person to do it. So, so these cinema quality classes give you unparalleled access to literal experts. And the lessons range from showing you how to execute a technique to insights about that craft. You can explore lessons in any order across your phone, tablet, Apple TV, or computer. And at just 10 to 15 minutes, you can squeeze a few lessons in here or there without setting aside an entire day. If you're interested, we definitely think you should check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass, and now get 15% off an annual membership by going to masterclass.com newsdump today. That is masterclass.com newsdump. Terms apply. Yeah, now this episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week so you can get convenience without skipping on quality. Skip trips to the grocery store, saving you the wait in those long lines and ensuring that you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, calorie smart, family-friendly, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. Coming up on next week's menu, you've got delicious options like the Hall of Fame pub-style shepherd's pie with white cheddar and thyme mashed potatoes. Or if you're looking for something quick and spicy, the hoisin honey chicken with green beans and jasmine rice clocks in at just 20 minutes of prep. So check it out at hellofresh.com newsdump16 and use newsdump16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that is up to 16 free meals and three free gifts by going to hellofresh.com slash newsdump16 and using that code newsdump16. All right, back to the news now with some attempts to clear up the confusion regarding the new MoviePass. MoviePass 2.0. Yeah. With an interview between Vulture and the company's CEO, Stacy Spikes. 
Now we're going to assume that the, the relaunch announcement didn't really go over too well, because it seems as though Spikes is making the rounds and doing a bit of damage control already, <laughs> mainly relating to the company's plans to literally track your eyeballs and facial movements to ensure that you are actively watching advertisements in order to earn tokens that will be used for discounted or free movie tickets within their app. Uh, yeah, so if that sounds like a bad idea, it's because it is, but... It's unsettling. In this recent interview, Spikes tries to explain how this is a positive, actually, and he outright says that he wishes people would stop talking about the facial recognition part. <laughs> Steve! <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff here, guys. Why would we got to focus on this very dystopian aspect of it? While at the same time brushing off concerns that it is dystopian by claiming that we're already living in dystopian times. <laughs> so who cares? Yeah, I love that take on it. That is What have you got to hide? That is the best possible take uh, on all of this that he can make. Like, what? Have you looked around? You think this is bad? You're going to get to see a free movie. Yeah, Shut up. It's a free movie. So what if I see your little ding dong? <laughs> I, can, I will know if you were jacking off to these ads. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, here's some takeaways from this recent interview uh, with Vulture. For the most part, Spikes is okay with the ribbing, but he objects to a particular characterization in headlines like Vulture's movie passes back, and this time it's dystopian. Quote, we're already in dystopia, Spikes <laughs> exclaims. We're already in dystopian. <laughs> Think about it. All of your social media, your ability to communicate with the outside world is, is ad-supported. You have to watch stuff in order to get what you want. If we want to talk about dystopian, we're standing in it. All I'm doing is making it a little bit more dystopian, but... Yeah, I figure it's already happening. Why can't Daddy get a taste? Why not track your eyeballs? Yeah, and he is not wrong about living in dystopian times. But acknowledging that we're already dystopian, so why not throw more on the fire, is certainly a unique way to approach things. And I love his honesty for it. It's not dystopian, it's just topian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, he goes on to explain why earning free movies through MoviePass facial ad tracking is actually taking the power back by saying the following. Your attention has value and should be controlled by you. So with pre-show, we wanted to create the first technology that allows you to monetize your own attention and set a value exchange for that. This is decentralized. Instead of, I'm going to embed cookies and I'm going to track everything you do and I'm going to sell it and I'm going to put that money back in my pocket, what we see is, I'm going to let you engage with the brand and monetize that. You're a creator now. You're part of the creator economy. Yeah. Uh, he adds that this will be more beneficial to both the advertiser and the consumer, saying, now, as an advertiser, I've tied myself into the movie even more than with the product placement. Now the consumer is directly relating to me. I'm getting to spend three minutes showing them a behind-the-scenes feature and talking to them. I can ask, do you want to test drive a Land Rover? <laughs> Adding that through people he's pulled, 91% say they're thrilled about the concept. <laughs> and that, quote, I think we just need to stop talking about the facial recognition part. Just give them the free ticket part. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this is all obviously based on internal data. 91% of the 10 people that wow. I talked to. Uh, and, yeah, a familiarity with the product that literally gave away millions of dollars worth of value to consumers for next to nothing last time. So, yeah, it remains to be seen whether or not MoviePass 2.0 will have anywhere near the same amount of success, especially considering what users will have to do in order to get a comparable value this time around. But leaning so heavily on face tracking software for discounts is still a bit unsettling. We will continue to keep an eye on, keep our eyes. <laughs> we will not look away. We will maintain eye contact with all things MoviePass as they continue to play out, and we will let you know. Yeah, it's... Uh... Again, he seems like a really nice guy who 
really wants this to work and is trying to find a way to actually make it work to where movies are free. Mr. Spikes, the problem is it can't work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's an inherent flaw in this plan. It couldn't work last time and it can't work this time. Um, so, look, it'll be interesting to see if it works out. I just think that the approach is insane. And also, like, that, that all goes without mentioning the fact that he's forcing a crypto aspect to it that has absolutely no necessity in the crypto space at all. Again, he even in that statement, like reiterated that decentralized doesn't actually mean what it's supposed to mean when yeah. relating to crypto. I'm not even fully convinced this involves like the blockchain. I think he might just be using those terms. Yeah, just token and decentralized so it's like, and could it's like API token, blockchain token. What's the difference? It's crypto because I'm obfuscating the actual intention. Yeah. It's crypto because we use encryption in our uh, products. Yes. To make sure that we don't get hacked. God, I would hope. Could you imagine if this was unencrypted and they're just scanning your face the entire time? Because um, I would not be surprised if something like that happened. What are you worried about? We already live in a dystopia. Yeah, just give us access to the camera. Give us your biometric data now. Yeah. But uh, hey, speaking of movies, The Batman. The Batman. The Batman performed extremely well, which gives us a bunch of good news and a side of bad news. Let's get the bad news out of the way first. AMC and Regal's price increase experiment had absolutely zero negative effects and definitely a very substantial positive effect on their bottom line. Looks like no one really noticed or cared at all that the prices were increased on this movie because seeing it opening weekend in the theater was far more important to people than worrying about a higher price ticket, which is what we predicted, but it's also a bad sign going forward for any blockbuster films. I mean, we're probably going to be seeing price fluctuations in the future with a whole bunch of experimentation when it comes to how, when, and what you'll be charged more for, and what that upcharge will be. I mean, this opens the door to uh, a lot of tooling when it comes to, like, Friday night might be more expensive than Saturday night. Sunday might, might still be more expensive than a weekday, but it's opening weekend, so Price has got to go up. It's going to turn into like the airlines. They have like boarding times. Uh... Yeah, it's going to be like, uh, oh, you want a uh, movie theater experience plus. Or yeah. you can have the economy experience where, yeah, we'll get you in on Friday night, but you have no idea where you're going to be sitting. Yeah, and if you want to carry your popcorn and your drink into the theater, that is going to cost you a little extra. Yeah, there'll be a guy uh, that smacks it out of your hands if you have yeah. a lesser ticket. Yeah. And oh, if you get the cheaper ticket, you have to wear a, ma a face mask. But the people that are sitting in first class, they don't have to. No, because yeah. they, they paid for that privilege. Yeah. So yeah, the next big test is coming up soon. Uh, it'll be with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Sorry, Sonic, but I don't see that being as like... It, it is going to be a big movie, but I don't think they're going to do uh, yeah. like as many pre-sales for it. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Um, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see if the theaters stick with the the all things considered, modest increase of the almost unnoticeable $1, um, or if they bump it up higher based on date and time. Like, I agree with Elliot, this is going to be like a Delta American Airlines situation where you're going to pay based on what you get and the theater is going to look like an airplane. Yeah, I mean, they've already got the like frequent flyer programs. Yeah. So, uh, Doctor Strange tickets, they go on sale sometime in mid-April, most likely. So, we'll get an answer in about a month. $50. It might how also much, how be... How bad do you want this? It might also be like we alluded to last time, where it's like almost a StubHub scenario, where it's like, oh, well, the tickets go on sale, I don't know for sure when they do, but like, say, April 14th, and you're right there at the door, you're standing in E-line, and you get the tickets, and it's like, oh, sorry, buddy, you, 
it's all sold out now. But, but you can go to our officially licensed resale website where, you know, it looks like, looks like that's where all the tickets are. Plenty of tickets over there. And not only do we uh, absolutely save some of our own tickets that haven't been sold to resell to you at a higher price, we're going to get convenience fees on every single transaction. Yeah. Because fuck Ticketmaster. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And they created a great model for the movie theaters to follow. Um, so we're either going to see the absolute death of the movie theater experience or people are just going to put up with it. I feel like, a, like it's, I feel like a lot of the shit that's happening right now is payback for the money that companies lost during the pandemic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the gas hike price hike thing yes. where it's just like the, this won't even take effect. The Russian import shit. Won't Not even... at all. It's a total excuse. They're like, well, we never made up for all that money we lost in like March and April of 2020 when everyone wasn't driving. So yeah, when we still made like insane amounts of money yeah, record breaking not as not quite as much insane amounts of money as we would have liked so we're just gonna do a little math and that'll be seven dollars a gallon sir. i feel like it's that like that with a bunch of other shit too. i saw a plan uh and this will never happen probably but there's uh there's a plan in congress to like basically do ubi but uh just straight from the oil company's uh profits yeah so a percentage of their uh profits would get basically expropriated by the government and given back to people, it'll never fucking happen. Because that's just straight up like Venezuelan-style socialism. But it would be so cool if it did. You see uh, Trump's take on, on well, it wasn't even on like energy independence. It was, he was straight up asked like what the end result of this like invasion in Ukraine is going to be. And he just went on a fucking rant about windmills. Yeah. He's like, they're trying to push this green energy shit and they're putting those, you're going to put those windmills everywhere that kill all the birds. Yeah, it's been real interesting. Every like conservatives, when you ask them about this war, they, they just always end up going on a tangent about like cancel culture and they thems and energy. It's like they just can't formulate because they're not in a like... position where, <laughs> where public sentiment is openly accepting the fact that Vladimir Putin is uh, a good guy, which yeah. is uh, what again, I'm completely surprised by when it comes to extreme conservatism, although there is there's plenty of reps out there doing Putin's work, like Madison Cawthorn, who literally this week called uh, Zelensky a, quote, thug. Um, also, he has a weird background with Russia that's very confusing. Pretty strange, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to movies. So on the good news side of things, the box office performance of Batman guarantees that the world that Matt Reeves has built will continue on through sequels. And more. Yeah. So much like with The Joker, this film was pitched as a sort of one-off standalone film, but with how well they both performed, it wasn't long before Warner Bros. indicated that more were on the way. Mm -hmm. One thing that has been confirmed already is an HBO Max spin-off series involving Colin Farrell's Penguin, which I don't know how to feel about this. Like, oh, you liked Colin Farrell's Penguin? Yeah, he was great. All right. <laughs> what a fucking series? What? Okay. It's, uh, yeah, that's like, uh, so anyway. you might be milking it too much at that point. Yeah. Like, this just happened. Like, it, he it was, was an interesting character. Yeah, interesting character. Uh, maybe setting him up for more of a villain role in the future. I don't need a fucking 10-hour miniseries about this guy. Yeah. I, uh, I really love the movie. I'm not entirely on board with this, yeah, I, but uh, I don't sure. see it. Anyway, here's the Hollywood Reporter with more on that. A spinoff of Matt Reeves' as The Batman is officially happening. HBO Max has committed to a straight-to-limited series order for The Penguin. With Colin Farrell reprising... The Joker, The Batman, The Penguin. <laughs> with Colin Farrell reprising his role as underworld kingpin Oswald Cobblepot. Quote, 
The world that Matt Reeves created for the Batman is one that warrants a deeper gaze through the eyes of Oswald Cobblepot, Farrell said. <laughs> a deeper gaze through the eyes with Oswald Cobblepot, Farrell said in a statement. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited about continuing this exploration of Oz as he rises through the darkened ranks to become the Penguin. Well, it'll be good to get him back on the streets of Gotham for a little madness and a little mayhem. They should have let him use his normal voice. Yeah. An Irish penguin. Mm -hmm. That would have been cool. I added Reeves, Colin exploded off the screen as the penguin in the Batman, and having the chance to thoroughly explore the inner life of that character on HBO Max is an absolute thrill. So, look, Reeves is involved. That's good. It looks like it's going to be a prequel to the penguin. Um, it's again, it's about how he got so fat. Well, he ate all those fish, just like in Batman Forever. That penguin's still the best penguin. That penguin had gout. Like, this penguin, it's a cool penguin, but he's just a mafia guy. Yeah. The, the Tim Burton penguin was a, uh, a, a freak, a deformed, abused child who was raised in a cage, who was literally uh, abandoned by his family and raised by penguins, yeah. who took him in as one of their own. He eats raw fish. And he's always, like, leaking fucking ooze out of his, like, orifices. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, just the best penguin. Yes. This, this... He dies, and the penguins give him a, a penguin funeral. It's fucking crazy. The <laughs> the Batman penguin is Big Pussy from Sopranos. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. He's just, his power is that he's Italian. Yeah. Which, fine. It's, cr it's great. I do admire the bravery of this Batman movie. Finally the... being the first Batman movie to come out and say it. The real villains are Italian-Americans. Listen, I recently learned of my Italian lineage, uh -oh. so uh, I'm going hey! to take, take that as, a, as an offense. Oh, 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 Maron. Yeah. Well. You know they're saying Madonna when they say Maron? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There you go. I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, what was the Fox show? Was it just called Gotham? There was Gotham, which had uh, Ben McKenzie as Gordon. Oh. That's been gone for a while. Then that's the, the anti-NFT guy. Yeah, uh, there's an Arkham show coming mm. about Arkham Asylum, I think. There was a GCPD show, but I think that's been canceled. I don't know. I don't care about any of this shit. Yeah, I, the, the movies are... Three fun. hours was enough. I don't... <laughs> three hours was great. Yeah. I, enjo I enjoyed the full three hours. Um, the other content they're making... But, hey, Peacemaker did well. People really liked that. I watched one episode and was like, this isn't really for me. I think the jokes are kind of corny. I haven't watched the rest of it. I probably should before making an, an assumption. But, uh, yeah, Warner Brothers is going to do what makes Warner Brothers money, and this is going to make them money. I didn't notice this until I walked past the theater today. There's a uh, DC Dogs movie coming out. Yeah, I saw promotion for that. An no. animated movie where you got Batman and Superman, and they're both dogs. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and finally, on a personal note, finally some good news this week. Baseball is back. The lockout is over. Baseball is going to be back just a, a week after it was supposed to start. It'll be back on April 7th. Um, I will take good news wherever I can get it. And this is escapism for me. I enjoy having uh, multiple games on every single 186 night. 186 games per <laughs> it is, team. It is per year. Nonstop the entire half of the year. I love they it. They make them work for that money. Yeah, and, and, and especially the, outside during the summertime. The one sport where it's like, yeah, things get these, real these weird. Guys in actually like do July. like these guys actually do work their asses off. Yeah, um, so I'm very excited. I'm I'm super stoked that this is happening. The the lockout was terrible and dumb and completely misrepresented by the commissioner and owner of the teams. They really tried to like push this uh, anti baseball players making a lot of money narrative. 
um, when they themselves are literal billionaires. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there's a few uh, new rules that were agreed upon. Um, this is great news. I enjoy this. This was, this was happening in the American League. Uh, National League, there's designated hitters now. So no more pitchers attempting to hit baseballs. So they get a designated hitter now instead of the pitcher I always liked spot. that. I thought it was interesting, though. <laughs> Why? So they can go up and, like, strike out they or had, just bunt? They had to be a lot more strategic with their, like, batting orders and shit like that. Was, uh, but now it's more funny. exciting to get more home runs. Right. So for yeah. the people with short attention spans. Did they uh, negotiate, uh, you know, easing up on those steroid rules so we can get back to the late 90s again? While I do think, in theory, that is great, <laughs> I also like like that it's taken seriously. But no. I, I want to I... see players' heads visibly grow like four hat sizes larger over the course of a season. I like a Mark, uh, Mark McGuire holding a baseball bat like it's a fucking toothpick. <laughs> I think it's great. Wow, it's weird how Mark McGuire grew two inches taller as a fully grown man in the yeah. past year. What happened between the that's Oakland weird. Athletics and the St. <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals? That Jesus, what happened? Wow, it's, that's what training gets you. That's what um, hard work gets you. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so designated hitter. Uh, also, um, yeah, no more runners starting on second base in extra innings, which was a thing that was happening. Oh. Uh, and uh, nine-inning doubleheaders. So before, if there was a doubleheader, it was seven innings. Uh, now, full nine innings. So again... And there's going to be more double headers because of the slightly shortened season because of the lockout. So that'll be interesting. They work for their money. They do. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just happy to have something to look forward to for once. I know it's, uh, it's a personal thing. M- many of you don't like baseball, which is fine. It's fine. America is back. Yeah, because I was getting way too into NASCAR because of the lockout. So I'll still watch, but... I like that driver, Chase Elliott, because his name's Elliott, and he's from Georgia. Oh, so I like half of those things. Yeah, but it's two L's. Oh, get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of News Dump. Stay tuned for more weekly weird news. And if you want to check us out live in person, we're going to be in Austin, Texas, April 1st at the, uh, the Rooster Teeth podcast show. We are the opening act. Get your tickets. We'll leave a link in the description or as a top comment below. Get your tickets now, April 1st, Austin, Texas, us, live, in the flesh. We'll see you there. In the meantime, check out our most recent episodes over here. We got a new Tech News Day and another episode from earlier in the week. See you soon for Weekly Weird News. Subscribe, leave a comment, like the video. Bye.